I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome back on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown, and it's great to have you on board with us once again. And we get to share another uh, pretty cool story on today's podcast. Uh, someone who is a member of the Coach Parry Online Training Club, uh, and uh, his name might ring a bell. We're catching up with Chris Binnerman. And uh, if you're wondering why it does ring a bell, you, you would have heard his name on the podcast just a few weeks ago. Uh, we spoke about him uh, and some of the success that he's had. He posted a very, very cool post in our forum uh, about how he had struggled to break four hours for a marathon, uh, was following another training program in the build-up to the Brighton Marathon last year, uh, and came very, very close, but it always struggled with niggles and uh, the odd injury heading up to, to races, and decided that he was going to buy one of our 12-week training programs, the Marathon Training Program, uh, and follow it for the Cape Town Marathon last year, which he did to a T. Uh, and uh, for the first time, he said in forever, uh, arrived on race day, injury free uh, and feeling fresh and, and good. And he ended up running a sub four hour marathon uh, two weeks before his 58th birthday, which is uh, an amazing story. And we're going to chat to Chris a little bit more about that uh, and also some of his other goals. Lindsay joins us on today's podcast, too. Uh, and uh, just a reminder that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Biogen. If you'd like to win three months access to the Coach Parry Online Training Club, uh, all you need to do is head over or, or use the hashtag rather, use the hashtag Biogen Journey. Uh, tell us what you're training for, what you need help with, uh, and we could be making you a winner. Today's winner comes off Instagram, uh, and we'll announce that at the end of today's show. So if you've used that hashtag uh, and you think you may be a winner, stay tuned. It's coming up. Uh, a very, very cool winner as well uh, on today's podcast. Before we get into our chat with Lindsay and Chris, just a heads up that the next uh, 2019 Comrades Bonitas Mar uh, Online Success Seminar is uh, coming up on the 25th of March. It's happening at 8 p.m. South African time, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Uh, that's GMT plus two. So if you're in the States, it's uh, earlier on in the day. Uh, if you're in Oz, it's early morning the following day, the Tuesday the 26th. And if you're in uh, the UK or Europe, uh, pretty much around the same time. Okay, that's Monday the 25th. You don't want to miss this one. If you are concerned about your nutrition strategy at Comrades, raids this is one not to miss because we're going to be talking about what you can do now uh, between now and race day to prepare yourself uh, from a nutrition point of view for the challenges of comrades but then also talking about race day nutrition and how to handle uh, your nutrition on race day so make sure you join us if you'd like to find out more it's absolutely free all you need to do is register coachparry.com forward slash webinar that is the url to get to coachparry.com forward slash webinar register monday the 25th of march we're looking forward to seeing you live the last one was incredible. Uh, if you haven't watched the replay to that, it is on our website as well. Uh, lots of great insight there. Uh, and yeah, Lindsay and I love doing them. And it is the next one in the series in the build-up to Comrades 2019. Enough of me yakking. Let's uh, head straight into our chat with the coach and Chris Binnemann. Well, we head to KZN now, uh, and it is literally on the Comrades Marathon routes, and a great pleasure to welcome Chris Binneman onto the podcast, who's in Kloof. Chris, welcome. Thank you very much. Chris, it's great to have you on, and before we get into our chat, I, a couple of weeks ago, uh, read a post of yours 
on our podcast that you posted in our forum about uh, your sort of experience with what we do here at Coach Perry. And I got serious goosebumps when I read it because the story is so, so cool. Uh, you purchased a 12-week program from us in 2018, essentially, and it was sitting on the drawer. You were training for another marathon, and, and you'd been working hard to get sub four, and you just kept missing it. Uh, and then you pulled out that 12-week program that you bought for the Cape Town Marathon, followed it to the T. It was quite different to what you were doing. Tell us a little bit about the sort of build-up to Brighton Marathon and and your prior running and, and, and the sort of stuff that you were doing before you, you picked up the 12-week program from us. I, I was using a program uh, from the official um, Two Oceans coach, uh, which I picked up many years ago when I started running the 21K, the Two Oceans 21. Uh, I used the program then. And then I, when I went on to Comrades and Two Oceans, uh, uh, the 56, I started using the other programs in that, in that suite. Um, I just found them pretty challenging. They were five days a week. And there was some weeks there would be three sets of um, interval training um, combined with fairly long runs. And I found that the the time was a problem. Five days a week is, is quite tough. And as I'm getting older, I'm finding it more difficult to, to do that extra that extra work. So I was looking for something for a four-week, uh, four-day program. And um, that program popped up, and I thought, well, let me give it a bash. And as I said to you in, in my post, that if I take something on, then I take it on full time, and that's that's it. Yeah. So, and it worked very well for me. It really worked well for me. It was the first time that I ever arrived at a race without a little niggle somewhere. It was just amazing. Really amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's something we talk about often is is arriving maybe slightly underdone, but in physically in good nick, where you, you aren't, as you say, battling with a niggle, and that makes such a big difference. But tell me a little bit about your running history. Have you always been a runner throughout your life, or, or how, how did it start? I've always been a runner throughout my life. I started when I was training for under-15 rugby, and I was running 5Ks, and I ran 5Ks until I was 50. And my son was at school and he said to me, Dad, I'm going to run a 21. I said, which one are you doing? He said, no, two oceans. I said, okay, great. He, offered, he went off and did it. And he said to me, Dad, next year, why don't you do it with me? And I've always wanted to do a 21. So I thought, okay, I'll do it. And I did that one. And the following year, I did another one. And then it just started from there. Because then he said, no, you're going to do comrades. I said, no, you're bad. I'm not doing comrades. <laughs> I never wanted to do comrades in my life. Why would I want to do it now? So I thought about it and I thought, yes. Great, I'll do it. So then that year, I did my first marathon, Peter Maritzburg. I did my first two oceans. I did my first comrades. And I did my first Domashorba. So I had quite a year. <laughs> I love it. We have. I'm going to ask you a weird question now because we have this argument often with cyclists where cyclists, you'll tell a cyclist you've run. And, and for people who don't know, just to, to give some, some background here, Amashova is a, an annual cycle race here in, in South Africa that actually is the comrade's route, essentially. Uh, and we have, Lindsay and I always laugh because we have this argument with cyclists where we'll say we've run comrades and they go, well, I've done the Amashova. Let's clear it up. You've done both. Which one's harder? Comrades, by far. <laughs> there we go. We have it officially. Uh, yeah, you, there's comparison. <laughs> no, exactly. Chris, it, it, I find it amazing. You, you might be one of the first South Africans we've ever spoken to that at some stage said, "I never want to run comrades." Although you've been sucked in now, uh, yeah. that, that's quite weird. I, I don't think I've ever spoken to some a South African who who didn't want to run comrades. Yeah, I know it's it's true, and, and especially since I was a runner, but I just decided I didn't ever want to do it. And um, having done two of them, I'm not so keen. 
yeah, and, and and like Lindsay says, you you lived on the route practically. So so I, I mean, it's amazing. I <laughs> I'm flabbergasted to be honest. I used to watch it every year, but I just didn't have any interest in running it. Maybe it's because you saw the pain and suffering firsthand that you... <laughs> That's probably all that was. <laughs> I love that. All right, cool. I'm going to hand you over, Lindsay. I, I love I, I love your sort of background and, and that post. Like I said, I, I got goosebumps reading. It was amazing. Uh, and I'll pop it in the show notes as well. If you missed it uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was the podcast that we, we chatted to Trevor Smith that I read it on. Uh, but Lindsay, you've got, you've got uh, Chris's sort of like training background, a little questionnaire that you send out with your one-on-one coaching stuff just your initial thoughts on on what chris has done and and where he is right now yeah look it's pretty cool that um you know chris found running again after after high school he did list one of his pbs from when he was a a youngster and was a pretty useful runner and i think that's actually it's important in the scheme of things because you were more than um good i mean you're pretty swift when you were, were a youngster and that's probably what's allowing you to, although um, you're a little getting a little older, it's what's allowing you to still run pretty decently now. I mean, you've, you've got a fairly good natural ability um, to run. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, I mean, the, the listeners obviously can't hear or they don't know what your goals are, but your questions will touch on those just now anyway. You you want to improve on that sub four that you, you ran at Cape Town Marathon in Brighton. Um, you want to run under 11 hours for comrades, and I certainly feel like that's absolutely doable. Uh, and I, and you've made a, a pretty good change. Look, there, there are different ways of, of achieving goals, and I don't really want to knock... Uh, the way other coaches do it but certainly as you get older you need to space out your intensity sessions if you're going to do any out uh, further so you know the weeks where the weeks where you've got three would I mean I think that's why in your little history that you sent me you did spend a lot of time getting injured leading into the races you're training for um, and that's probably also why you were one of the major reasons why you weren't achieving that sub four. So the, the program now obviously is a much better balance for you. The one that you're following um, four days a week gives you adequate time to recover. Um, you've had a pretty positive marathon. And I think as I discussed with you in the forum, adding a little bit of intensity in there, you know, once a week, um, I think it will provide some positive impetus but you do need to we don't want you to get hurt and injured so you just want to monitor that and if you can feel hang on this is pushing me over i'm too tired or i'm not then then we we pull back again because the other thing that's going to lead to major improvement is consistency and yes you don't have five or six years to keep running faster but now that you're clearly training on something that is working for you you should have a year or two still in you where you can improve before age really does start to to force you to slow down but by training correctly you can slow that process down so that the slowing down isn't quite as marked and it's rather just you know little by little by little um and you know the way my dad gets around that just to give you something to stay motivated for in the future is that my dad doesn't worry about PBs anymore. You know, he's 69, so he works towards season's best. So he starts running at the start of the year and he'll 
after a break, he'll run a, whatever the time is for the time trial or for his first 21. And then for the rest of the year, he'll be chasing, just improving that. And as he gets fitter and stronger, he will then run, he'll chase season's best rather than chasing personal best. Um, and then my last comment before I hand over to you to ask the questions is that, look, absolutely, I believe that now that you are, are training much better for you and you, you're responding so well to that training that you've, you absolutely do have the ability to run under 11 hours for comrades. Um, because I've never done an upright, um, it's, it's quite daunting because I'm you know, living on the route. I know what's involved and having run down, I know that I've got to run back up that thing. <laughs> yes. Now, the fact that the fact that I haven't achieved um, the times that I wanted on a down run um, is also sticking in my head. So that's a bit of an issue for me, as well as the fact that um, my family are saying to me that I'm mad <laughs> because then I'm going to be in my 60th year, and they say, "Well, why would you want to do that in your 60th year?" I'm saying, "Well, I really want to do an uprun, and once I've done the uprun, then I'll be satisfied that I've achieved what I want to achieve." Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm extremely confident that you'll finish the uprun, um, not least of all because I just feel like you'll have much better tools to, to do it. And, it, I mean, if this year was a, a down run, I really feel confident that you would run under 11 hours. Now, even more than on the down run, the real trick for you is going to be getting past your house. Yes. Yeah kind of fresh i mean it's that that's the part of the route where you're just going to have to be patient you know from your speed your speed says that you are fast enough to run under 10 hours for comrades yeah. okay but i also know again having lots of experiences with coaching older runners and my dad in particular that as it goes longer, then there is a, a drop off. So it, it would be unrealistic to set out on a on a ten hour plan. Um, and I also know, and that I understand why it's daunting, is that again, as my dad gets older, he can still maintain pretty good pace on flats and downs, but the biggest loss is on the up. So I totally understand why that is daunting. However, having said that, based on your running ability, you can do a hell of a lot of walking in that first 36 Ks and yeah. still be fine to get under 11 hours because the trick for you is to get over in Changa and then be able to run most of the way to to Peter Maritzburg. And, and by doing lots of walking, you will enable yourself to do that and then your natural speed will kick in and you'll be amazed how many – I mean, you, 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 you could conceivably run most of the second half at close to bull run, you wouldn't be that fast, but you'd probably be around 6.15, 6.20. Um, and by doing that, you, you you should be able to get home between 10 and a half and 10.50 on the day. Yeah. The other thing that's always been a problem for me is cramp. Okay. Um, often, often cramp uh, in marathon distances, I don't get it during the race. I get it afterwards. So 15, 20 minutes afterwards, I cramp in every single muscle you can think about. Um, and over the years, I've actually used my body as a scientific experiment because I've actually said, okay, what am I not doing? So then I, I fill up on the liquids and that didn't work. So then I would say, okay, I need to put the electrolytes back. So then I put the electrolytes in. 
then I found then I thought to myself, well, maybe I need to eat something on the way. So then I put that in as well. Eventually, I got to a point now where I don't cramp at all. Um, whereas in my 2016 comrades, I cramped from Tolgate to the finish, and I walked just about the whole distance. So from being uh, on time for an under 11, I ended up at 11:31. Yeah. So cramp has always been an issue for me, and I think that was also something that held me back because off, in the back of my mind, I've always got it that I can't run too fast because if I, because if I get to the end and I start camping, then I've got a problem. Look, and, and, and for marathon and for, for ultra marathon, that's actually a, a, although it's not nice running in fear, that conservative approach is actually quite good to be honest. Um, so I, I wouldn't change that, but in, in comrades in particular, that's, an, again, just another reason why quite a lot of walking early on I think is going to save you a lot of walking late on. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you've solved that, that cramping um, issue. I, I'm, I'm fairly similar to you. I very seldom cramp in uh, races, uh, but afterwards, you know, I, I can sometimes be seen in the corner um, not sure if it looks like I'm break dancing or flapping around like a seal, but um, yeah. I can't lie down because then my, my back cramps. I can't sit because my hip flexors cramp. I can't stand because my hamstrings cramp. So it's, yeah. it's yeah. just, yeah. and it doesn't, and yeah, and it doesn't last too long, which is why I haven't been too concerned about it. And, you know, it's not, no, my one, my one lasts for a long time. I remember I did the peninsula in 2016. And I think I got a 404 and I finished and I was fine. And then I decided I'd go down to the water to put, put my legs in some ice water and I cramped for about half an hour. Yeah, I so, so, you know, it's not quite the same. And of course, you, you, in your, your questions that you asked me, you, you talk about how difficult it is for you to get started after a marathon. And yeah. look, in, in the marathons where that happened to you, I would say those cramps essentially add an extra two to three days onto the, the recovery because those those cramps, the muscles actually work harder, although it's involuntary, they're working harder than the hardest you can think of working in a gym. And that yes. is then why you, you, you get so incredibly sore after yes. those marathons. Um, and then you doing the right thing essentially to answer one of your questions that you said, like how long should you rest after these marathons? And I'd say after a hard, a hard where you've raced marathon, you shouldn't even think of running in the first three days, probably the first week. Um, but again, because it's what you've been training for, I always say that, you know, it's like, think about your job. Everybody needs that holiday to yeah. freshen their minds up. And this is the same. Your body and your mind needs that holiday. So you've put in all that effort. You've said yourself you commit completely to this thing. Yeah. So at the end of that process, I would say two weeks is, is exactly what you need. And then the third week, a very gradual buildup. And then you purr along and get onto a consistent sort of level until you've locked on your next target. And then we, we increase the training again. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I mentioned is that um, I'll do that sort of maintenance between, between races, between the training programs. And then in the first two weeks of the training program, I find it really, really difficult. I get tired and um, sore and it's, it's just a, 
But I think it's the body adapting. I don't know. I don't know what it it's, is. It's a little. It's a little bit of that. But what I would do is is keep that maintenance going, and then give yourself two weeks before the program starts to just inch up. So you want to almost get in the first week twenty five percent closer to the program. In the second week, fifty percent closer to the program, and then you go on the program, and that will also just help to so that the that program isn't like then such a big jump in, in shock to your okay. system. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Cool. You had quite a few more questions. What do you let's go uh, through this in uh yeah. okay. Um I don't have them in front of me. Hold on. Okay, so this is actually a good one because it'll you know it's it's not gonna help you right now, but it's it it'll help you make a better better choices last time. So I'm just gonna read it. You 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 said you're a little concerned about the training for Manchester because everything was going well until Saturday, um where you had to do a two hour forty five and you decided to run from um Kloof to the Sun Coast. Now for people who don't know um, Durban very well, but have run comrades. That's basically all the downhill of the down run, all in the 28 k's. Um, so it's a, a ton of 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 down. Um, it was very humid, um, and you you ran down Fields Hill essentially, not not on the highway, but just on on the side um, over Cowies, then all that down through Westfall. Uh, down to the beach. So your legs were extremely sore on Sunday, which is absolutely no surprise to me. Um, they were more painful than after running a down comrades, and that was probably because, although it was an easy run, the intensity was still quite a bit, or you would have gone down there quite a bit faster than you would on, on comrades race day. Okay, so then you've spoken about the training you did through the week and that a lot of it was actually in pain because you sore. So for me... That effort that you did because of the stiffness that it caused means that you essentially did a race. So you, you you should have treated this week very much the same as you would have treated a race. And I would have gone um, for three days without running. If you've got a stationary bike at home or access to the gym, then fine. I would have done 20 to 30 minutes of spinning on those days and that would have helped the recovery long a little bit. And it probably would have meant that by Thursday – you would have felt fine, but I wouldn't have. I would have skipped the intervals and run easy. And then by the weekend, you probably would be fine to do your long run. So now I kind of feel like what next and, and going forward. It's Friday, and you kind of just want to get a sense of how much better you are feeling. Yeah. Um, and exactly how tired you are and you may need to adjust that training run to be honest on Saturday um, and and if you really are still extremely tired I'd maybe look at doing two hours rather than three hours um, but you, you and the pace that you're running them at is pretty is pretty consistent you're running those at 545 and I just want to do some maths quickly but that does sound um Right. Um, um, so, yeah. So, actually, absolutely fine. And you can go all the way to sort of six, six, 
605, 610, 620. You can actually go all the way to around about 620. So that's actually what I'd consider doing this weekend is if you can get in the three-hour run, that'll be quite useful in terms of the, the, the marathon you're training for. Um, and so I would look at um, running it. If you normally run at 545, I think six, somewhere okay. between 555 and six means that yeah. you should get that three-hour in quite comfortably and then next week be sort of back on, on track and, and yeah. feeling good. Yeah, no, today I'm feeling a lot better. My legs are, are better and I'm not feeling so tired. So I, I think I'll be okay tomorrow, but I'll judge it uh, and just judge the pace, I think. Yeah, uh, that's tomorrow. it. Aim, aim for the three hours, adjusting the pace slightly, but if you do feel truly awful, then just cut that down too. Yeah. Um, and then the last question, and we've got a couple of minutes, so let's quickly get through that, is that um, do... I have any insights into the profile of the race. Profile on the website seems to have a steep but short hill at halfway and the beginning has a long pool, but I can't tell the gradient. Can you advise on a pacing plan? So uh, is it a point-to-point -point race or is it a, a circular race? Do you – that long pool, do you do you make that up with a nice down at the yeah. finish or, or – it's a circular race, so um, it, it goes out around the area and then comes back, and it more or less ends where it starts. Okay, cool. All right, so look, then bearing that in mind, um, I would use, the, I don't know exactly how long that pull is, but certainly use the first five or six of that almost as part of your um, warm-up, so don't don't worry too much about pace. Run it nice and easy um, for the first five kilometers. Then you'll have a pretty good idea of, of what that pull is, you know, and if it's if if it's what I suspect from from overseas races that I've run, it'll actually feel more like a, a flat road. So you'll you'll be able to to groove pretty close into the pace that you are planning on running for the whole race. Yeah. Um, that short hill at halfway, I'd basically try and get it over it with as, as little damage as possible. Um, so that may mean just taking a short little walk halfway up it, um, not pushing myself too much, then using the little short down that you'll get after that to get back a little, but not all of the time that you lost, uh, essentially maintain a fairly con conservative, pretty close to or just under um, your target pace uh, till about 30 to 32, and yeah. then... Um, hopefully, you'll have a similar experience to what you had at Brighton. You'll be able to finish strong, plus you'll have that slight downhill gradient, which will then allow you to claw back the rest of the time that you've lost um, through the more conservative bits and nail that 355. Yeah, great. Cool. Chris, it's been great catching up. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, best of luck. We're going to be following your progress and we'll obviously touch base in the forums. Uh, just on, on what we're doing over at Coach Perry, you've obviously been a member for, for, for a while buying that, that program. Your, your thoughts on what we're doing? T tell me a little bit about your experience. I think it's great. I think the advice that you guys give is, is, um, is fantastic. Um, I listened to a podcast, a podcast the other day and it really, it, it really was exactly what I was hoping to get out of it. I got out of it. So it's very, you know, all these interviews that you do is, is very, very good and it's very helpful. Um, as long as, as long as you take on board whatever you've been told, 
I think you can you can find success. A lot of people ignore what they've been told and they they don't get success. So you know, it's up to you to make the program work for you. Absolutely. And, and isn't that the case in every aspect of life? It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Chris, we love having you in there. Thank you so much for, for being part of, of, of the community. And yeah, best of luck. We look forward to catching up again in the forums. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brad. Thanks. Ooh, awesome. Okay. Good luck, Chris. Enjoy it. Okay. And that's a wrap for this edition of Run. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to the coach and to Chris as well. Chris, best of luck on your endeavors. Uh, and uh, I mentioned at the top of the podcast too that uh, it is brought to you by Biogen. Uh, we're following James Hobbo Hobson's journey to uh, Ironman 70.3 in Derbs uh, in June. And uh, yeah, he's making unbelievable strides in his training. I think he's going to smash it. Uh, but we want to help you on your Biogen journey. All you need to do is let us know what you're training for, what you need help with. Use the hashtag Biogen Journey. You can also throw in hashtag Coach Parry as well in there for good measure. And uh, yeah, we could be making you a winner. And uh, today's comes from Mark McTaggart. He said, one last jog before the Maritzburg City Marathon on Sunday. Comrades qualify time. Nerves are high. Uh, and that's from Mark. He posted that in the build-up to the Maritzburg Marathon. Uh, Mark, good news. We're going to help you on your journey to Comrades uh, 2019. Three months access to the Coach, Mar- uh, Coach Parry online training club plus uh access to Lindsay and the rest of our coaches all of our training programs uh i will be in touch so yeah congratulations thank you so much for uh for posting that i'm having a look at the at the the graphic that you posted as well is hilarious little baby uh yeah classic i absolutely love it so mark thanks for doing that and uh, congratulations on being a winner make sure you use the hashtag biogen journey uh on the socials and we could be announcing you as the winner next week uh, and once again just before i go don't forget the comrades uh, online success seminar brought to you by bonnie Tass, 25th of march coachperry.com forward slash webinar if you'd like to register absolutely free to attend but you need to put your name down on the list so that we can uh, make sure you come okay uh that's coachperry.com forward slash webinar Until next week, from myself, Brad Brown, cheers.